Welcome to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen, a bi-monthly podcast designed to teach the searchers, seekers, and spiritually curious the basics of metaphysics and new thought. They're all about the basics, but they are not basic bitches. Now, here are your hosts, April Dali and Jen Merkel. everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spiritual Basics Podcast. My name is Jen Merkel. And I'm April Darley. We are so happy to have you here. And we're so excited about this episode because we have some special guests today that we'll be getting to in a minute. It is RDO Artisanals, Baron Wendy. So we'll be talking about them in a minute. But April, I don't hear any noise on your table. Why is right? that? <laughs> because I, if you remember a few episodes ago, all of you and podcast land, Jen does not like the sound my water glass makes when I put it on my coaster. So she decided to, or threatened, or offered, oh, no. however you want to say it, to crochet me a soft coaster, and she delivered on a coaster. Now, let me just clarify here. It's more <laughs> for sound quality. It's not that I don't like, if it's just it's you and me very having important. a video call, I don't give a crap. It's fine. Like our listeners, right. I want to save their ears, but anyhow. Right. So I am using my cushy, cushy, soft, handmade with love, Jen Coaster. I had to go to Joanne today to pick something up. And of course, went and bought some yarn and some other things. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) Because as you know, April, I'm going to be moving in about three weeks. Right. And it's like, oh crap, why am I getting more stuff? I got some stuff to make for Christmas presents. And it's like, right. First of all, when am I going to have time to do all this? I don't know because I have no time for anything. But your new apartment is sweet it and is. it's got I'm a large it. deck. So you yeah. maybe you can sit out and crochet on your giant deck. I right will. I have to crochet an afghan because it's starting to get cooler at night. So <laughs> I love it. Yay. So today we are talking to Bear and Wendy from Artie Artisanals. And the subject matter is pagan traditions. We're going to get some information about paganism, um, what it means to them. I mean, for me, I know like next to nothing about paganism. I know, April, you have some knowledge from your days in Ireland. I do. And that, and I've always been a Greek mythology nerd. So I have to say, those are the two, what I'm going to call pantheons. And what I mean by pantheons is a pantheon is referring to a group of deities such as gods or goddesses or mythological figures from a particular cultural group or religion. So you may be familiar with Greek or Roman gods or goddesses like Zeus or Aphrodite or Apollo. You've probably gotten something in school or maybe even seen some movies like clash of the titans kind of old school right but there's also celtic gods and goddesses norse gods and goddesses i think a a lot more people have become aware of that because of the marvel movies you've got loki and thor so it, it gives you some kind of reference on that but you will have different celebrations or holidays that most pagans will observe and they tend to be um kind of very similar to what you would normally consider like a calendar holiday. So for example, we've got Samhain, which would correspond to Halloween, Yule, which would correspond to Christmas, uh, Beltane or Beltana, which would correspond to kind of May Day, if you will. And we, so, so on. They tend to be agricultural points. They're called Sabbats. 
but so you'll have some similar themes or rituals. Paganism is sort of a huge umbrella. So within that umbrella, you're going to have a lot of different pantheons or sects, if you will. So I have a little question for you. Do you consider yourself to be a pagan as well? Oh, great question. And it depends on who I'm talking to. Because <laughs> You're talking to me. It's just you and me. Just you and right. me. I'll be Barbara Walters. It's just you and me. I, I have a lot of pagan leanings. And mm-hmm. now because this area that we live in, Jen, is very heavily Christian populated. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will say I'm Christian plus or pagan plus, if you will, however you want to say it. But I, I do have heavy pagan leanings and some Christian leanings. So I'm like a amalgam. I just, I just blend it personally. And what about you? I think that I know myself really well spiritually, but I find that sometimes when I learn new things, I'm drawn to them. And when I first moved here to Texas, it was a very difficult time in my life. And I could feel my ancestors around me, specifically my Swedish ancestors. And actually I honored them by, I had, I had to buy a new Chris. I had to buy a lot of new things because I didn't have a lot with me. I bought a new Christmas tree and decorations and I decided I'm going to do it in a Swedish tradition. So it's beautiful. I love it. And it is really an nod to my Swedish heritage and those ancestors. And I feel like there's something there. I just don't know enough about it yet. So I'm really excited about this episode, especially because Wendy and Bear have Norse roots or that's at least part of their beliefs. So uh, I think it's something that I'm going to be looking into, but <laughs> that's a really ambiguous answer. It Sorry, is. Oh, well, uh- but it's just because I haven't figured it all out yet. So yeah. I think it's a loaded question for almost anyone to answer, right? And I've, I've had several versions of answers to that question. Just depends on where you catch me at any point in time. Sure. And uh, just like Christianity is a big umbrella, and under that umbrella, you have different divisions like Mormons, you've got Lutherans, you've got right. Catholics, right? Yeah. You'll find that same sort of thing under the pagan umbrella. So you'll... You'll have some folks that follow Celtic traditions or Greek traditions, Norse traditions, things like that. But pagans will often choose a patron god or goddess who represents their ideals, goals, or the energy that they want to bring into their lives. And some people say that that god or goddess chooses them like they were called, like they will have a vision or just intuitive that they need to be a a follower, or some people will call it a servant to that particular God or goddess. Mm. And they will often build an altar in their home that honors that particular God or goddess in some way. And it can include a statue. For example, uh, if Aphrodite, the goddess of love is your goddess, then you might have heart-shaped candles on there or roses on your altar Mm -hmm. or a statue of Aphrodite. It is something that would mean love and beauty to you. Those types of things are often included on a god or goddess patron altar. Wow. That's amazing. Very cool. So thanks April for all that information. That's actually really great information. So moving along, I think it's time to welcome our guests, Wendy and Bear from Ardeo Welcome. It is such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited. We really appreciate the opportunity. Let's just jump right in. Um, Tell us about your backgrounds. I'll 
kind of say, I guess, as far as religiously growing up, I didn't really have a whole lot of religious influence. Um, I was a school teacher for nine years, and then Bear and I have been married, I don't know, about 15 years, um, got three kids, um, definitely raised them to be very open-minded spiritually. Awesome. And then I would say about three years ago or so, we uh, kind of quit our day jobs and, and pursued a more magical path. That's right. awesome. And if I remember correctly, you both are Aquarians. Is yes, right? Am I surrounded by Aquarius? Surrounded by Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Uh, what made you decide to adopt a pagan lifestyle? So my dad was a Baptist preacher when I was younger. And I just, I took the, the stories and the lessons to heart, but I was always thirsty for knowledge. I mean, by the time I was in middle school, I had already read the Bible. I had already read the Quran. I had already read the Torah. And from there, I just spread further and further out, gaining knowledge. Very Aquarian of you, by the way. <laughs> right, I was going to say, what's your life path number? Because that's a very seven of you. Uh-huh. I think he's, he's a four, I think. A <laughs> um, and I guess for me, it, I kind of had a different experience than Bear. I, uh, I think I spent a lot of years, I don't want to say the word like asleep, but not really putting a lot of focus towards my spirituality right around the time, I would say maybe about a year or two before we made those major life changes um, as far as our careers and we started homeschooling the kids, I kind of went through a massive spiritual awakening and um, just delved into somewhat of a similar path as him as far as just starting to educate myself on a lot of different cultural beliefs and whether you want to call it religious beliefs and history and um, a lot of the old ways. And I think that was really what I mean, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, if I was a pagan, I might've said yes, but I wouldn't have really had a whole lot of practice or experience to back that up. Well, speaking of paganism, since it is a big umbrella, what are some of the main beliefs in paganism? What we practice, I always call it the the pathfinder way. It's, um, It's like a cross between the Norse pantheon and the, I grew up Etowah, Cherokee, as I see these things and see the the Christianity tinged with it, I just realize that it's all the same energy. It's all the same. It's different names for the same gods. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was easy for me to adopt Thor, but also, you know, always saying is a, you know, a, a Kachina or any of the wood spirits or the little people or anything that the holidays lined up with agricultural events, you know, the planting, the reaping, the sowing, the irrigation, you know, they marked times throughout the year on the calendar that had to be remembered and worshipped and celebrated. Right. So I had heard that now, like I had said earlier before we started recording of our group, I know the very, very least about paganism. And I did just a little bit of research only because I, I wanted to learn from you guys, not from, you know, the Google or whatever. Um <laughs> But from what I saw, some of the basic definition of paganism is that the beliefs are held very deeply in nature and earth. So how does that fall into how you define yourselves as pagans or how you you follow those beliefs? So I I definitely agree with that. Um, 
before I even would have called myself a pagan, I think that we were practicing pagan traditions in the sense of being tied to the earth. We raise birds. Bear does, he always has had a green thumb and does lots of gardening. And I mean, it, especially this year, we got to expand that even more. Um, and we don't have a large property. We, we live in the city, and but we kind of have like a little city homestead. I think even just that aspect of the gardening and getting in touch with nature, when you start feeling that connection to the earth, that is where Knowing you Knowing the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, it, it all ties together. And like I said, those events, those times, the, the storms, the hot summers, the long days, the long nights, they all, you know, you associate that with energy and spirit and gods and, you know, whatever name you give it. And And the other thing I'll say, you know, as far as, using the earth element or being connected to it, the act of burning herbs or using those things as as healing remedies. You know, it's just, it's something that definitely is incorporated into our practice on a daily basis. And it's not, I I think in the beginning it was more mindful and um, now it's just more very intentional about everything that's done with that. Right. It really is about nature providing and connection and really oneness. And that's a, a lot of what paganism has found is that, that we are more alike than we're different. And even if you are different, the differences are celebrated because that's your own path. And there's a lot of tolerance there. Bella wants exactly. to chime in and all that. So that's, you mean karma, your dog? That's not my dog. That's not my dog. That's, oh, that's, our, that's our dog. That's <laughs> she does. Your dog does bark similar to my dog actually, but yeah, good thing we have headphones on. Otherwise, they would definitely all be barking at each other. Uh, Barry, you had alluded a little bit to Christianity, and I know you probably get asked this a lot, but do pagans follow or acknowledge Jesus? Like, what is, I'm sure it's all different, but what is the general idea about Jesus from a pagan standpoint? This pagan, you know, I can't answer for anyone else. Of course. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that Jesus existed. Um, whether he was the biblical son of God, I, I mean, I think we all are. I think we are all the children of that energy. That we don't need a, a figurehead or, you know, a, a big brother in the sky watching over us. You know, we have that energy in, in us. You know, that's what made Jesus God. It was the energy, the God energy in him. We all carry that. We can all mm-hmm. grow that. We can all use it. And from my perspective, I, I would have to say I also believe in Jesus. I, I certainly do not follow Christian tradition or a lot of other beliefs, but I definitely think that there is truth and a lot of value in the lessons in the Bible. But it's just not, it's not for me, it is not the only way. Right. And when this question came up, you know, I got twitchy about it because normally this question is, is it was, it was true is because normally when I get asked this question, it's followed by Christian bullying or an attempt at conversion. So for, for that question, um, you know, what do you feel about Jesus? Isn't a pleasant question for a lot of pagans because Mm -hmm. not all roads lead to Jesus. It's like me asking a, a Christian, how do you feel about Zeus? How often do you think about Zeus? And a Christian right. would be like, never, unless I just watched Clash of the Titans. Like, Great never movie. do I think about Zeus, right? So for some pagans, it is like that. I mean, they might think about Jesus at Christmas and Easter just because it's commercialized, but they may not ever think about Jesus at all. Right. Or in, in some, um, there's no hell concept either in some aspects of paganism. So, right. 
Right. And of course, you know, everybody's different. Spirituality is such a personal thing and everybody has different views and beliefs and everything. And our purpose here is to inform, not to judge, just to provide information. We're not looking to convert anybody or anything like that. This is a loving place. And, you know, we just want to provide the information. So we appreciate your honesty about all that and your views. It really is nice to hear because also, there are probably, I'm assuming there are pagans out there you know, that don't follow that kind of a path or have something different. But actually, that kind of leads us to the next question. How would traditional paganism differ to what's, I guess, called neo-paganism or like modern paganism? I mean, most of it, historically speaking, was a lot more violent. Like the old Viking ways with sacrifices sure, you and know, stuff, huh? Well, and not even in their religious practices, but just meeting other groups of people with different religious practices. You know, it was a, a very primeval thing to protect what's yours mm -hmm. and your ways. Like when Christianity began to spread through the Nordic region, it was met with intense violence. It went both ways where it's like, you're going to accept Jesus or you're going to die. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, you're going to either denounce Jesus or you're going to die, you know? And <laughs> right. Yeah. I think as humans have evolved into this society, we've become more, more peaceful. You know, if you look at this time in history, even though it's crazy, it is the most peaceful time in mm -hmm. humans history that we know of in recorded history. We'll say that. And I guess from my perspective, I would say more of what maybe I see the difference is in, is in traditional paganism. You might have different, like you've mentioned, like Nordic paganism or Celtic paganism. You might have, maybe a, uh, I don't know, just a, that particular view, maybe, and I, I guess neo-paganism would be a little bit more of... Adoptive. Yeah, of, of adding different aspects. That's kind of what <laughs> I guess I would say outside of what he said, uh, sure. my perspective would be on it. I, I agree with Bear and that if, if you are a witch or a pagan, then this is one of the best times to express that because we do have a lot of freedom. And at least in, in this country, you're unlikely to be killed if you decide to come out and be pagan, right? So right. We, we do have a lot of safety and, and privilege in a lot of different areas of the world that we historically have not had that before. So it's a great time for people to even explore and to step into their own courage and confidence that they won't be killed for exploring and questioning and, and trying to find their own path. And truly, that's what America was based on. People formed America to escape religious persecution. Absolutely. Among other things, but that was one of the biggies. So do you identify then yourselves as being Norse pagans or what is that all about? Like how is that different as far as, you know, other sects or pantheons? So I, I wouldn't, I'm not an Asatruist. I'm not an Odinist. I do hail the old, I hail Thor, I hail Odin, I hail Freya. Um, but I'm, I'm just bare, you know, <laughs> I, I take that energy that resonates with me and that I can give it a name. So when I'm standing soaked to the bone out in a thunderstorm screaming at Thor, I, I feel that he feels that the world feels that I don't necessarily, I'm not limited to that pantheon. You don't label yourself a certain way, I guess. Right. And I think that makes sense. 
I would just second that as far as I think that I kind of the way I would describe it is that's one of the ones under the umbrella of of what um, I believe in. So if you have like a multiple pantheons that you draw from, would you use that energy? Like say call on Thor if you wanted to embrace the qualities of Thor. If you, yeah. Okay. So if you wanted to, you know, embrace something about hearth and home or like your marriage stronger, you might call on Freya, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Or if it's like a battle type thing, like tear, but just as easily, I might call on like the, the bear spirit or, you know, a a badger spirit or something that's just relentless, Mm -hmm. which is the same energy. Mm -hmm. It's just a different name, a different representation that's recognizable to the people that it's being delivered to. What drew you to Norse deities? When I was supposed to be sitting in Sunday school and I'm reading about the about Thor fighting Jormungandr or Fenrir swallowing, killing Odin, it's just mm-hmm. these things, they felt like the truth to me. When you see the truth, you recognize it as truth. For me, I think Bear left this out. So he somehow procured a set of runes when he was young. How old were you? 10 or 12. And, and that's actually the current rune set that I use. But for me, part of it was I started learning about the runes. It was something that he had known. It was, that was kind of his divination practice. And he was a huge teacher for me. And I had some books and stuff that I read as well. But the more I immersed myself in, in learning about that, for me, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, that was where the runes came from was Nordic Scandinavia area. So that's, that's what really gets hooked me not that I hadn't heard of of Norse deities before but it wasn't something that I really think it was just educating myself on it and honoring them and finding out how that came back on me and for some people like for me it was a lot of strong past life stuff where have you had a lot of lives for me I've had a lot of Irish stuff so the more again and and Bridget you know that was real strong and when I would read about that stuff it it you know it just felt familiar and comfortable is that how it was for for both of you very much so and not just that like when i hear the pipes the bagpipes like i'm a big burly grown man and i can cry in an instant Mm -hmm. you know some things just resonate with with your being i think there's something to be said also about our ancestors and our actual heritage like what's in our dna absolutely Um, because i know myself i have a lot of Scandinavia in me. And I do feel drawn to that. Um, It's something that I learned about when I was young through my grandmother, because her father actually came from Sweden. And it's, it's definitely something that I've felt more drawn to, especially of late now that I'm more of a free thinker as far as spirituality is concerned versus in my previous years. More open to the idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's flowing in, which it seems to be more and more, especially around the holidays. I think I actually have a tree I'll be putting up soon that has very Swedish theme to it with the gnome. I have a gnome to protect my presence and, you know, that's their job, right? So there's a lot. So what's interesting is that you mentioned that how many of those traditions of the tree and, and the presence under it and and everything about that are are really tied to pagan traditions. So absolutely. Yeah. As Even our, the colors and the suit and, you know. Right. And as are a lot of them, like Halloween, for example, there's a lot of crossover there. It's all the same it, energy and there's a lot of similarity. 
I would love to go back and see what early Christianity, because it was like how much Celtic or how much paganistic stuff can we put in there to convince people to like tiptoe over, right? So mm-hmm. the early Christianity would have been really fascinating, I think, to be that amalgam between this new thought and old tradition. Absolutely. And not only to convert and to put as much as you can in there, but ways of keeping your your traditions and keeping your actual beliefs but giving them a new name. You know, if you look at the Roman and the Greek pantheon, they're the same gods with different names, the exact same gods with different Mm -hmm, names right? to make it easier to convert, you know, to make business easier because we worship practically the same gods. Mm -hmm, Right. Do either or both of you have a patron God or goddess that you work with? And if so, how do you resonate with that or why do you resonate with them? I will say, you know, on it, and I still would consider this, um, not necessarily a patron god, but I de- bear mentioned the bear spirit, and that's something I think we both identify with. And it's something we've had conversations about before. Of he asked me once, "Are you a bear because we're together, or were you always a bear?" You know, and um, well, it's, so what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, we we've mentioned Freya. That's definitely one of the Norse deities that I was drawn to. Um, I do have a tattoo on my chest that I got many, many years ago. Um, and it is for Kuan Yin, who is, um, the Buddhist goddess of mercy. Um, and so that was one that, you know, like I said, long, long before I would have just said, Oh, I'm a pagan. You know, I had was definitely drawn to whether you want to call them the archetypes or those deities. Um, Mm -hmm. but I would say those would be my, my top two. Yeah. I mean, RDO, it's obvious. <laughs> we put it in the name of our business and our farm and, you know, we hail RDO on a daily basis. So what exactly is RDO? Because that's something I've heard of the other ones you're talking about, but RDO specifically, I don't know a whole lot about. RDO is a, even before the Woots or the Celts, when they first started naming the bear spirit, RDO was the name. Okay. So Artemis derives from it, Arthur, all of these great warrior spirit medicinal spirits come from that that cave bear energy that's been worshipped as long as we've been people i love it just another way we're all connected that's right so what are some of the major pagan celebrations that you observe a lot of them do correlate with holidays Samhain is one i mean we celebrate we celebrate yule we typically do um we still do our family, you know, our extended family, I'll say traditions on the, the 25th, but we do celebrate Yule on the 21st. And you that's know, in and conjunction much, with the equinox, right? Equinox is summer, sorry. And that's midsummer is equinox, right? So Also a solstice. The equinoxes are spring and oh. uh, autumn. Yeah. And it, it literally means equal night. So right. it's when the that's day and night are equal. Yule is the, the long night and midsummer is the long day. And, and I think that the interesting thing that we kind of mentioned earlier, but all of those, those dates also occur or coincide with, he mentioned agricultural stuff, but also astrological. Yes. Um, and so there's definitely, I think, powerful energies to harvest on, on doing any kind of uh, personal practices or anything like that on, on any of the major Sabbaths. But I would say if you look at the, 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 the different holidays throughout the year, the pagan holidays, we typically do something, whether it's lighting a fire or communing with friends. We, we light kinda, a lot of fires. Yeah. And right. I was going to say fires are, fires are like regular full moon occurrences mm-hmm. and, and some, sometimes a lot more than that. So 
So what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about paganism? Oh, we're Satanists. Oh, right. That's my favorite. Right. That's my favorite one. And I always tell them I'm not a Christian, so I can't be a Satanist because it's a right. Christian concept. That's, That's right. True. Right. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, some sex, there is no underworld. I mean, there is no hell. There is no demon. There is no nothing for a lot of different versions of paganism. So there, there is no correspondence to eternal suffering or eternal damnation. My grandmother asked my mom the other day if I practiced voodoo. And I just thought, <laughs> you know, and, and I think she's thinking like dark magic is, is what her mm. thing was. But it's kind of along the same line of, is Wendy doing like some kind of dark witchcraft? And so I, I think that would maybe be biggest misconception being that there's this darkness or... Um, something not pure about about doing that. And I would say as well that a lot of people would say if you're a pagan, you're a witch, but that's not necessarily true no. at all, right? Bear had this wonderful phrase earlier, was like, all poodles are dogs, but not all dogs are poodles. So the same thing would be pagan, like, like some witches are pagans, but not all pagans are witches. And exactly. I, I know Christian witches. And what questions do you most frequently get asked about paganism we've had some some christian patrons before that have been inquisitive i I don't think we've been i don't feel like personally we've encountered a lot of judgment on it more i think questions maybe about certain deities like we were kind of discussing Mm -hmm. or just even like i said our personal practices as far as and and it's something that what what we do in our our career or, or with our job we do have a lot of interaction with explaining to people how you can use plants or crystals or these other things for healing and what, you know, maybe what gods you can call upon with that, or, you know, just, I would say, I would say all of that would fall under the. the Tying the magic to the science behind it and vice versa. Um, A a huge question I get a lot is it's kind of a, kind of a gatekeeping type attitude, you know, is it okay for me to do this even though I'm not this? You know, can I, can I burn white sage if I'm not indigenous? Can I hail Thor if I'm not Norse? Of course you can. Personally, I believe in reincarnation. I don't know the rules to it. You could have been anyone anywhere over the world. Who am I to tell you that you can't worship in a way that you used to? Who is anyone else to tell me that I can't worship in a way that I deem worthy of worshiping? It's you do you boo, right? I mean, absolutely. You do what resonates with you. You know, like I said, we're not here to convert anybody. We're not here to try to change any minds or anything like that. Right. And as long as you come in a respectful manner, you're not appropriating, you're appreciating. You know, if you, if you come in the right way in a good way and you're just respectful and true to what you're doing, I think you have every right to do it. Mm, I love that. So what are some of your biggest rewards or challenges from being pagan? So I would say rewards, uh, just as, you know, this would fall under maybe even a bigger umbrella than paganism, but it's really feeling like I have the ability to manifest whatever I want in my life, you know, and that's been something that just through a lot of these practices, I've kind of discovered how to control where my where my chariot's going, you know, and it's, so that I would say under rewards, you know, that honestly being able to pursue this as a, not just a hobby and a passion and in my spiritual practice, but also in my job. And that's, yeah. that's been cool. A livelihood um, and being able to share our magic with other people. Maybe a little bit of misunderstanding from my blood family, I'll call them. However, 
the community that we have come into has been phenomenal. It's just, it's amazing the different types of, you know, practices and, and all this, I would just say, ultimately healing and love that, that are come around from it. And Wendy, you mentioned, I love this too, because because of your practices being so nature-based, one with nature, that must keep you pretty grounded and pretty stabilized, which I think more people could use more of, right? Especially sure. 2020. <laughs> That's right. That's thrown as more a loop, right? So I love that you feel healthy and whole and complete when you're when you're one with nature and it really does keep you on track. So I love that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Now, if someone would want to seek more information about embracing a pagan lifestyle or becoming a pagan, do you have any resources or places that you would send them? I definitely think there are some good groups on Facebook. We're in a certain part of the, of North Texas, but I think that you can, for whatever area you're in, search for pagan groups that way. I would still just kind of give a little disclaimer that to remember that we're not the authority. There's not authorities in there. You know, don't don't let anybody in a in some kind of social media group scare you off from it or bully uh, you. Or bull, yes, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. I could probably give about thirty book recommendations. Sure, whatever you. As, yeah, yeah what are your favorite in, books or yeah. authors that you so, would recommend? Animal Speak is a good, I don't, I don't know the author on it, but it's called Animal Speak. It, it's got a, a lot of good information about tapping into some of that earth magic and critter magic. And there's, if, if you are drawn to the, I guess I would say Nordic paganism, there's a book that I read called Falcon Feather and Valkyrie Sword. And again, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know the author. It's got a touch of maybe a little bit of a feministic overtone, but it's got some very valuable information about that and then i'll let bear maybe give it um seven arrows by storm is a great book uh that's that touches more on the the indigenous american beliefs and it's it's just a great read i mean really just start with baby steps find people in your area you know if you're you're wanting to learn about irish pantheon go to your celtic festival every year go to your german festival every year go to your whatever is in your your area and go and find like-minded people and then Google and YouTube is one of the greatest tools that, you know, you can learn everything there. And I know we're around where we are. There's some great um, stores, whether they're witchy stores or pagan stores or metaphysical in general. Mm-hmm. You look in your area, that might be a great way to connect with other folks. And, and even, you know, some of those stores will have classes and they'll celebrations. have celebrations um, on the Sabbaths. And um, so that would be another you know, I think great place to go to seek out more knowledge and support local, right? Who doesn't know that, right? Yeah. I think also wellness shows will have a lot of those vendors as well. So for sure, that's another good resource too. So you had mentioned earlier how fortunate you are that you are able to weave your beliefs and your practices into your business. Tell us about your business. You know, I kind of mentioned earlier, RDO was birthed about three years ago. We, we do all kind, we make all things magical is the way I'll say it. Uh, it wasn't something that I had, when we first started doing it, it was more that we, I'd just gotten the name because we were, I was making some jewelry and he was selling it at the tattoo shop. And then the next thing I knew within a few months, we were quit our jobs and we're doing it full time. And it was just definitely our calling. We 
do some lapidary work ourselves, but we do sell crystals. We grow a lot of our herbs at home. So we do a lot of smudges, Tea herb blends. blends. Yeah. Essential oils, yeah, essential leather goods. Candles. I have candles. Yes. Um, Keep wanting you guys to make a fall one. So let me know when you do, because I'm such a sucker for like, I just need fall stuff. I've got one of your smudge sticks behind me here, but I, I need my fall candles. So let me know when you guys do those scents because I am first in line to buy one. So speaking of smudging, you had someone very famous buy one of your items lately. Tell us about that. How did that all come Uh, about? There's an actor. I watched maybe a 10-minute long Carhartt commercial on YouTube about five years ago. Just immediately was like, this dude is normal. He's he's one of the tribe. He's, He's just good people. I've watched him, his career just blow up well deservedly. And a couple of buddies of mine are really good friends with Jason Momoa. And he ended up with some of our herbs and a fan that was, uh, it was custom made for protection. And, you know, we, we tied some of our medicine in with some of his, we, a Polynesian fish hook, like a Maori fish hook, and incorporated that into it along with a lot of, you know, most of our magic is animal, mineral, and vegetables. So we tied all that in. Um, we just, like I said, melding of magics. It's amazing. I love it. Who hey, doesn't love Jason Momoa? I mean, I'm <laughs> super humbled. Yeah. Like I said, he's just such a cool dude. And I'm right. just super humbled by it. And I love the story of how he met and married Lisa Bonet. Like, I, right. I love his love for her. So if someone's interested in learning more about your products and services or purchasing from you, how do they go about doing that? They can visit our website, which is artioartisanals.com. It's A-R-T-I-O-A-R-T-I-S-A-N-A-L-S.com. And then we've got same name on Facebook and Instagram, um, and we're pretty active. And we, we do carry some merchandise in some local consignment stores. And we also set up around the Dallas-Fort Worth area most weekends. So if you look, check out our Facebook page, we usually will post events for where we're going to be set up. Fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link to your store in the description. So anybody who wants to head over there, they will do that. And of course, when we will tag you on social, when we send out the information about the episode. So is there anything else you'd like to add? Just thank you both so much for having us. And and we really appreciate this opportunity. And I I appreciate what you're doing and trying to spread more knowledge and love and all of that about Thank you. It was our honor, truly. It was such a joy to be working with you guys. Thank you so much. So that's it for this show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. If you want to reach out with a show idea or a question, go ahead and send us an email at spiritualbasicspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at spiritualbasicspodcast.com. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. Many blessings, y'all. This has been Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. Find full episodes on your favorite listening platform or visit spiritualbasicspodcast.com.